tuning in to the Light It Up podcast. Today's episode is going to be a touch different as we will be playing an interview that Tom was a part of on the Lighting for Profits podcast hosted by Ryan Lee of Landscape Lighting Secrets. Tom and Ryan discuss integrated versus drop-in lighting solutions, worldwide supply chain happenings, as well as some tips and tricks on landscape lighting. I'll let Tom and Ryan pick it up from here. Welcome to Lighting for Profits, presented by Emery Allen, with your host, Ryan Lee, your number one source for all things landscape lighting. From lighting design, install, sales, and marketing, we discuss everything you need to know to start and grow a successful landscape lighting business. What's up, what's up, guys? How you doing? Welcome to the number one landscape lighting show in the world. It's Lighting for Profits, presented by Emery Allen. We got Emery Allen in the studio live today. That's right, we got a new sponsor. We're gonna be talking about that in a minute. I'm Ryan Lee, I'm your host of Lighting for Profits here on Turf Start Radio. And so excited to have you here. It's going to be a wicked good show. I've got, I'm, I'm actually nervous for the first time doing this show because I've got a live guest. <laughs> I, I mean, that's probably not true. I was probably nervous the first time, but now I'm like ex- especially nervous because I'm like, man, I, I figured out how to interview people remotely, but how do I interview people in the studio? So we've got a different view. Welcome to the Landscape Lighting Secret Studio here in Orem, Utah now. I moved from Lehigh to Orem. And uh, just the studios. But uh, yeah, guys, I'm super excited. If you're looking to start or grow a landscape lighting business, then you're definitely in the right place. And uh, again, uh, super excited to welcome uh, a new sponsor to Turfs Up Radio to Lighting for Profits. It's our first uh, partnership here on Lighting for Profits, and it is Emery Allen uh, LED miniature bulbs or lamps. Excuse me. Sheesh. I already lost that deal. <laughs> It was a good run. <laughs> so listen, I want to thank you guys for your support. We got a different view, okay, and that's to accommodate my my uh, guest inside the uh, the studio, and we're going to welcome him on in a minute. Our guest this week is the CEO of Emory Allen, Mr. Tom Garber. So Tom, he can't say hi yet, but he can wave. So he's uh, he's here with us. Want to uh, thank you guys for listening live on Turfs Up Radio. If you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, or you're listening to the podcast, want to thank you guys so much for your support. And uh, Tom and I are actually we're actually talking earlier, and he's like, "Hey, why didn't you accept my invite to uh, Landscape Lighting Secrets uh, Facebook group?" Well, uh, I not only denied him access, but I've denied a lot of people access because it's only for paid members of the Landscape Lighting Secrets coaching program. But if you're looking for an additional resource, you're looking for an additional group, Landscape Lighting Mastermind is my free Facebook group. So uh, go ahead and uh, go, go join that and uh, you know, contribute to the conversation. Uh, this, is a, this is a community we're building, and uh, I don't have all the answers. I never have. Uh, never going to, but all of us together can help each other out. So go join that group. And uh, again, we're going to have Mr. Tom Garber, the CEO of Emory Allen, our new uh, sponsor here on Lighting for Profits. So before we uh, unmute his microphone, he's 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 got to earn his uh, spot here. And if he's, I told him if he's on good behavior, we'll unmute his microphone and then we can have him on. But before we do that, 
And by the way, he's been great. We, I've learned a ton uh, this morning. We've, we've uh, had our meetings and uh, talked a lot about his business and his experience and everything. And you guys are absolutely going to love it. Uh, but, uh, before we have him on, I want to talk about something that you guys know that I'm super passionate about. And, uh, at this point you might be even, uh, sick and tired of hearing about it, but I don't care because it's my show and I can talk about whatever I want. Okay. And we're going to talk about pricing. We're going to talk about pricing because most people don't understand pricing is one of the, the easiest ways to increase profitability in your business. Uh, without having to really invest in anything else. Like you don't have to hire more people. You don't have to grow in that sense. You don't have to buy more trucks. Heck, you don't even have to hire me. You literally don't have to do anything, but just raise your price. And so my, my goal, my mission in life now is to help everybody make more money. And it's not so you can be greedy and go buy boats and mansions and stuff. And if you want to, that's fine. But it's so you can give back. You can give back to your family. You can give back to your employees. You can give back to your customers and provide them with higher quality equipment. Um, obviously, we've got Emery Allen here today. We're going to talk about what, what makes them different in the, market, in the marketplace. But it, you can then afford to use better uh, equipment, better product. Uh, you can afford to service that client and really take care of them. And uh, here's the thing. Most people, when they're selling something, they, they tend to sell like they buy. And this, I've been guilty of this. Uh, I feel like everybody is. So, you, you know, you'll say things like, well, I don't want to sell like that because I, when I buy like that, I don't want someone to pressure me or I don't do that or I need to think about it. And honestly, that's just completely wrong. I used to, I used to sell like I buy. And uh, so I've got some tips for you guys. But honestly, you know, when you're selling, you think that people buy on price, right? Most people, when they say, I'm all back, well, why didn't you get that deal? Oh, they said I was, you know, too expensive or, you know, the other guy was cheaper. I mean, that's, that's fine. Like, that's what people say, but that's not the real reason. Like, people don't buy on price. They buy on value. It really has nothing to do with price, guys. And I know that you're probably like, no, because I just lost a deal. And they said it was because of price. <laughs> it's like, okay, I understand that too. But honestly, it wasn't price. It was because of value. You didn't build enough value. If you would have built enough value, they would have they would have bought from you, but they didn't see the value in buying from you. So they lied to you and told you it was because of price. It was really because they didn't like you or they didn't like the way you looked. Okay. It was something else besides price. So here's here's a couple of tips for you. There's there's really two ways to uh to increase value. That's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to lower our price. We're not trying to uh just do everything we can to get the deal. We're trying to increase values. If we increase value, we're going to get the deal. So there's one way to increase value and that's decrease price, which that sucks. That's like the easy way out. Don't do that. I mean, that's, that really is like, well, I can't, I'm not smart enough to figure out how else to build value. So I'll just decrease my price. And if you look at any industry and landscape lighting is no different, how many la new landscape lighting companies are coming in? When I was in Dallas, I mean, it was like every year, a new company, a new sticker, a new, I, and then they only last, you know, 12 to 18 months and they're gone. Like what, what happened? I guarantee they were not charging enough. They, they, they did not do a good enough job presenting their value. And so uh, I want to encourage you guys to not decrease your price, but increase your offering. That's the second way. So the first way to increase value is decrease your price. Don't do that. The second one is increase your offering, increase the value, right? And I promise you this, if you can add more value than you take in payment, you'll have a thriving business that can withstand any shortcoming that presents itself. And I truly believe in that. Uh, whatever you want to charge, you know, 
we sometimes people sell by the light, whatever. If you want to charge 500 bucks a light, hell, if you want to charge a thousand bucks a light, do that, but just make sure you're over delivering that you are delivering more in value than you take in payment. And you're going to have a thriving business because not only will that customer be satisfied, they're going to rehire you. You did the front yard. Now they're going to have you do the backyard later. They're going to do the lake house later. They're going to get richer. They're going to buy a bigger house you know, like th that's what happens. You know, when I first started landscape lighting, I thought, man, I better, I, this is, I don't, maybe this isn't the best business because it's kind of a one-time sell. Maybe I should get into a residual business. And what I didn't realize is, man, this is a residual business. You know, I remembered like, wow, I, you know, I thought that one $5,000 job from the Smiths was, was it. But then all of a sudden they called me back and they added a few more lights in the front yard. And then six months later, they call me back and deck out the backyard. Then they refer me. And then again, they get richer. They go to their bigger house. That $5,000 jobs turns into a $20,000 job. So it's very much a residual business if you are taking care of your clients. And most of the time you cannot take care of your clients if you're not charging enough money. So make sure your pricing reflects really who you are and what you can deliver. You know, a lot of uh, contractors complain about their clients and like, oh man, they, this, that, and the other. It's like, you know what, that, that problem can go away. If you charge enough to handle the things that they're telling you they need and expect, then everything's fine because you've got a system now in place that you can afford to take care of that client. So rather than complaining about the problems, find solutions. And I promise you th this pricing thing solves a lot, a lot of problems. Um, so um, in a minute, I'm going to ask Tom and see if he agrees with me. Maybe he's going to be like, dude, this guy's nuts. What are you talking about? You need to decrease your price and here's why, but we'll find out. Um, <laughs> uh, Listen, guys, I'm, I'm going to say this again. The fastest and easiest way to grow your business is by raising your price. It's the fastest, the easiest. Just raise your price, guys. And listen, I'm not asking you to raise it by 200 bucks a light or 500 bucks a light or just, just raise it by 10%. Like that's so easy to do. If you're charging 250 a light, raise it by 25 bucks. You're not even going to notice anything different. Your customers, same customers are going to buy from you. The same people that weren't going to buy from you still aren't going to buy from you. All you're going to do is just make more money. So, and I'll, if you want to send me a, a commission, that's fine. I'll get you my address, support at ryanleecoaching.com. You can, you can pay me royalties, whatever, or just invest it back in your business like I'm trying to get you to do. So, you know, this year was unlike any other, you know, there's uh, one thing we're going to talk about is supply chain and stuff like that. And, and prices, our expenses are going through the roof. So if you guys haven't raised your prices just to stay afloat this year, then this is a whole nother conversation. When I'm talking about raising your prices is above and beyond any price increase you did this year just to cover the additional expenses. And remember, you're doing this for the right reason. You're doing this to sustain your ecosystem that you've built. A lot of people are, are relying on you, your family, your employees, your clients, the, the local economy. Think about the impact that one little business has, you know, even if it's just you and like one helper or two, you know, whatever, like that money that you generate goes out to your employee and their families and they go and they go to the local restaurants and the local stores and all the, uh, the manufacturers and the distributors, all these people and their families are affected by one little tiny landscape lighting business. So remember, people are relying on you. You can't afford to go out of business. 
you can't afford not to raise your price. So take my advice and do that if you guys would be so inclined. And by the way, if you guys have an experience where you're like, dude, I did that, share it with me. I'd love to hear it. So go into the Landscape Lighting uh, Mastermind uh, and share your experience. You know, I'd love to uh, hear about your guys' experiences and how their things things are going. And and if you take my advice and you're like, hey, Ryan, that sucked. I raised my price and I lost my deal. Then, then shoot me a message because we'll talk through that. I'll help you out. That should not be happening. But let me know. I'm open to feedback, both good and bad. All right, guys. That... That was a lot. I was trying to cram. I, I had this these thoughts in my mind two days ago, and I, I felt like I'm inspired. I got to tell. Like, somebody out there needs to hear this. So I wanted to kind of cram that in before we have Tom on. And uh, hopefully one of you out there got something from that and can take it away. So, um, yeah, guys, we're going to be just take a little super short break, and we're going to be right back with Tom Garber, the CEO of Emory Allen, our newest and first and only sponsor here on Lighting for Profits. So we'll be right back. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Lighting for Profits here on Turf Stop Radio, presented by Emory Allen. And uh, guys, I told you at the beginning, I really am nervous because I feel like I've already got a lot of buttons to click. And then now I feel like there's more to click, but there's not just because I have a live, live guest. So uh, I want to welcome my first live guest. Uh, welcome to the studio, Tom Garber. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Man, I'm super excited uh, for a lot of reasons. But uh, one, I'm thankful for your guys' support uh, for uh, being our uh, one of our sponsor or our sponsor here on Turf Up Radio on Lighting for Profits. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And thank you for coming out here. It, it was kind of a, a I mean, we, we were talking before, we don't necessarily both believe in coincidences, but um, it was one of those things where I had Tom slated to uh, to be uh, my guest this week anyway. Um, and then he's like, well, hey, why don't I just come out? I was going to come out there anyway. Why don't I just come out there? And so now we've got our first live uh, live guest, which is which is cool. It's, it's nerve wracking. You're, you're making me nervous, Tom. <laughs> I'm the last person that should make you nervous. It's not you. It's the, the like, okay, does the camera work and the mics and everything else? Like I said, I, I had it figured out for people remotely, but I'm like, oh, crap, he's coming. Like, how do, how do I interview someone that is four feet away from me? <laughs> so um, how, how have you been? Thanks for flying in, man. Been great. Been very good. Well, I want to just tell people um, before I start kind of grilling you with questions, I want to tell people how we met. Uh, when I started this podcast, radio, everything with Turfs Up Radio, uh, Darren, he he like runs, it's like his, he owns Turfs Up Radio. He's like, yeah, you should do it and call it Light It Up and da, da, da. I'm like, okay, cool. So I didn't really think about the podcast because it was too overwhelming to even think about it. So I was like, well, I'm just going to start with the show and whatnot. So then when I go to launch the podcast, I, I did it actually. And I go to search for it. And all of a sudden there's like a, a, a podcast already and it's, it's called Light It Up. And I'm like, what the heck is this? I'm like, oh my gosh, who doesn't, who doesn't do their homework and research? So I go and do that. And uh, I had to call Tom. Uh, I got his number from Andy Thomas because he had just been interviewed on your podcast. And I had to call Tom like, hey, Tom, you don't know me, but I just started a podcast called Light It Up. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily he was nice guy and he was like, okay. And, you know, didn't chew me out or anything, but um, so at that point I was like one or two episodes in, so I changed it to lighting for profits. And, uh, 
you know, what was interesting and why I bring this up is because up until then, honestly, I had never heard of Emory Allen, you know, and, 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 uh, Andy had brought it up. Oh, you know, he's the CEO of Emory Allen. I'm like, what is an Emory Allen? <laughs> well, I don't, I had no idea that you guys, you know, manufactured lamps. So let's, let's talk about that. Like what, uh, why, 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 why didn't I know about Emory Allen and, uh, uh, like how long you've been around and let's, let's talk about your history here. Um, you know, uh, we started Emory Allen about seven years ago. And when we started, um, there were a lot of problems that needed to be solved in the lighting industry, problems that mostly existed in, um, interior residential decorative lighting with, uh, G9 products, G8 products, other types of products that people just didn't handle well. And it was a great opportunity for us, um, you know, always been a problem solver, always like challenges and those types of things. And uh, it was a great opportunity for us to uh, start a company specifically and strategically about, um, you know, miniature lighting products, lighting light bulbs. Um, you know, our bulbs will replace basically every miniature halogen lamp that's on the, on the market today. Um, you know, that was our goal and, and all of that. Okay. So why, I guess, you know, you've got, uh, you're a mechanical engineer. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you've been in the lighting industry. We were talking, it's over 30 years, 32 years, 32 years. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, I mean, I seriously, I didn't even know what landscape lighting was until 2007. So that's 14 years, sure. you know, um, why, uh, why are you so passionate about that, like the LED lamps specifically? Um, you know, throughout my career in, um, you know, lighting, and I've always been in product development, engineering, manufacturing, and, and all of that. Um, you know, we've had to develop fixtures around different types of light sources. Nobody did it well, even back to the halogen days. Nobody did it well for um, miniature lamps and more specifically miniature lamps, miniature LED lamps. Um, and uh, there was just a great opportunity for us, um, you know, to uh, develop company, develop products, you know, specifically to meet the needs of, you know, our customers in North America. Okay, cool. So, um, and by the way, I mentioned that I had never, uh, I had never heard of Emory Allen and literally until I had to like embarrass myself and say, Hey, I started a podcast and I copied your name. <laughs> so that was, that was not fun. But, um, after that, um, I was actually just in Tampa at a, a holiday for holiday bright lights, their event. And I was sitting at a, a table with a guy and, uh, I talked to him earlier. So I knew he was into landscape lighting. And then I just started asking more like, Oh, what product do you use? And stuff like that. And, and what was interesting, again, I, I had not heard of Emory Allen before, um, on all, he's like, Oh yeah, we use Emory Allen. And I'm like, I was almost shocked, you know, <laughs> like I shouldn't be like, but I'm like, dude, this is awesome. It's like when people buy, like they buy a yellow Jeep and then everyone around them has a yellow Jeep. So I think that, uh, I'm going to start hearing more and more of that now that I'm familiar with it. Uh, so that, that was cool. That was cool. To, and he's like, Oh yeah, we're not going to buy, we wouldn't, we wouldn't buy any other lamp out there. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I think that you would find us to be our name out there in the you know, interior decorative uh, market. And then it was just a natural progression because we did have to produce some low voltage bulbs for interiors, then to go and make some 
some changes to our products to move outdoors and damp location and dimmability and all of this stuff. It was it was pretty easy for us to do. So um, you know, we've been doing this for you know uh, you know a short time and um, yeah, we look forward to it. Yeah. So I guess that's where I mean. How come you started with the interior? That's just where most of your contacts were out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, and that's where I'm from. You know, Kitchler's, the Quizels, uh, and that's where um, you know there's there's a lot more need for that type of product uh, in the in the decorative end of things, and with bath lights and under cabinet and pendants and things like that. So it was just a lot easier, and then certainly. Um, you know, there was a huge need out in California with the California Energy Commission's uh, Title 24 or JA8, as it's more known for, um, requirements for lighting products, both uh, integrated and, and um, uh, drop-in or retrofit products. And, um, you know, we, we did a beeline on that, and we worked pretty aggressively for, I don't know, year, year and a half. To develop a bulb and get it tested, and we were one of the first, still our miniature lamp that is approved for California's JA8 requirement. So that's where we got, really got started. Yeah, that's cool. So, like with a requirement like that, you know, I'm not in California. I should I care if I'm in another state, or does that just give you like some street cred? Like, listen, if we can, uh, if we can appease California, we can appease anyone type thing. Well, and, and I've been asked by, uh, you know, several other people, why did you even care? It's just one state and all of that. And I think the thing that I, you know, that I tell people is, you know, you might not care if you're living in Connecticut or Florida or wherever, but what it did for us is it made us a better company by, by being able to meet all of these stringent requirements for California. We just roll that into all of our bulbs across the board. So it's all about high power factor. It's all about no flicker. It's all about dimmability. I mean, we're one of the, you know, only miniature lamps that are certified with uh, Lutron products, Lutron dimmers. And it's just not one or two dimmers. It's like almost all of them across the board. And we only can claim credit for that because of you know, what we had to go through in order to obtain, you know, this whole J8 certification. Yeah. Well, um, it was, it was cool meeting this morning because, you know, I'm, I'm not strictly business, but that's definitely my passion. Right. And so, uh, I, I'm just like the people that are like really good at with design or install, they overlook the business aspect. I tend to overlook some of these other things, but it was interesting to talk to you about, some of those tests that you have and stuff like that to where, um, and you, you'll, you'll be, correct me, my terrible terminology, but just the way that, um, I don't, I don't know if it was the power factor or what that, that makes it so like, you know, if you, if you have an Emory Allen lamp that is, you know, advertised as a seven watt lamp, well, the VA is seven, right? Um, you have more lumens per watt. So I can actually go and put, uh, in, in many cases three, you know, three, lamps emory allen lamps on on a run where you might only fit two on another manufacturer right that's correct and so i'm like well why do i i don't do i care about that like i'm not really techie that way 
But then I started thinking about it and I was like, no, that does matter because that means, um, you know, less wire, uh, and things like that. I can smaller transformer. You don't need a 300 watt. You can get away with a 150 or a 75 watt or, or something like that. Yeah. So I was grateful that we went over that stuff again. Some of that stuff I'm like, wow, do I care? But no, from a business standpoint, I think you definitely do need to care. Sure. Absolutely. So let me ask you, um, there's, I don't know if it's a great debate, but there's fans out there that are like, oh, I love integrated. That's the, that's the way to go. That's the technology. Then there's people that are like, heck no, I'll never use that. I'm, I'm pro lamp. Um, I know where you stand <laughs> because you're a lamp manufacturer, but why? And why, why lamps uh, versus integrated? Um, you know, where I think integrated does a really good job, if it's designed properly, is you'll have a, um, an LED board that will be mounted onto the fixture. And if it's designed properly, that fixture will act as a heat sink and help dissipate the heat out of that LED light engine. Well, the one thing that you can get if it's designed properly uh, out of an integrated fixture is you can get a lot more lumens out of a, um, say, an MR16 fixture or, a, you know, I don't know, a three-inch diameter fixture or something like that than you could out of a, um, you know, out of a, uh, a drop-in lamp um, so far. Uh, and is, is that mainly because they have better heat sinking? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. If it's designed properly. Now, if you go off and, you know, people don't do their job and they just pick up something off the street that's, you know, a light engine, we'll stick it on here and it'll work, you know, then maybe not so much. But it takes an awful lot of work to get that marriage between the uh, light engine and the light fixture itself to operate, to uh, to, to all of the thermal management and, you know, run a, run a great product. And then you will be able to produce more lumens. Downside on that is, um, you know, the biggest thing is failures. You know, what happens if you get a failure? Um, basically, you have to, you know, pull up that fixture, remake connections and all of that versus, um, you know, just dropping in another lamp, you know, lightning strike surge or something like that. So that's certainly one part of it. And I think I think that, especially with a lot of our customers, our very, very discerning um, uh, landscape lighting um, you know, contractors, their designers, installers, whatever, and you know, they'll want to tweak something. They'll want to tweak something from you know, seven watt to five watt, or maybe down to one watt, or maybe the color's just not right. And so they can tweak things that way, probably a lot easier than they could with an integrated fixture. So that would be, that would be the other thing. And then finally, um, I think what we're seeing in the industry is actually a lot more manufacturers switching back over to drop-ins rather than having integrated fixtures just because of the failures that they've seen in the past. Yeah, I think we've, we've definitely seen that. And it was like they thought it was going to be the way, and then there was like they couldn't figure it out or something. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to all of them, but it's kind of what it felt like. It but it's, like, well, it's not just in landscape lighting. It's in lighting in general. Um, 
residential, decorative, outdoor, whatever, where somebody um, thought it was a good idea and then they've gone back to standard drop-in bulbs. Yeah, it's interesting because honestly, I, I talk to people, not every day, but I talk to people kind of on both sides that are like, oh no, it's only a matter of time till uh, integrated is phased out or it's only a matter of time till lamps are phased out. It's it's uh, That's why I say it's a great debate, but I don't think there's that many people debating it. <laughs> So um, actually, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to ask you, um, I've got a ton more, of course. I always have way more questions than time. But uh, when we do come back, I want to ask you kind of about what's going on in the, the economy right now with supply chain and everything else. You've got some interesting data that you want to share. So uh, let's do that. We'll take a quick, quick break. And we'll be right back. Sounds great. Welcome back to Lighting for Profits, presented by Emory Allen on Turfs Up Radio. Uh, guys, we are trying some. I mean, this not only is it new because we have a live guest, oh, but now Tom wants me to do the screen sharing thing. And I'm like, okay, I know I can do this, but I don't know that I can do it because I always mess up at least once or twice each show. So this is it. Like, I've got the, it's sharing right now. Will it go according to plan? Probably not. So we'll, we'll try to figure this out. So, uh, one thing I want to talk to you about is, um, well, actually, bef- before, let me, let, me, let me say this. You know, it's, there's some people out there that have the uh, mentality. It's like, you know, it just uh, doesn't matter uh, what you buy because it's all the same. Qual- I mean, it all comes from China. It's all the same quality, whatever, right? But how much of it after you buy something? I mean, you know, you, you're, you're making these lamps, but it's not just the LED. It's not just one thing. It's all that together. How much of it is the total engineering package? that comes into play when it, when we're talking quality. Here. And it's the whole thing. It's the whole, the whole thing. I mean, you know, at Amory Allen, but it didn't matter if I was there or at Quizelle or whatever. Um, one of the things that, you know, I always made it a point to do, maybe just because, you know, just an obsession of mine is, you know, I would not just go over there and look at the final product. I wanted to know each component that was going into something even, you know, when we had painted or plated product, I want to go to the plating factory, I want to go to the painting factory, what type of uh, material they're using and all of this, and always asking the questions why. And the same thing with our products is, you know, there's a lot that goes into making LEDs and chips and packaging and, and all of that. And I'm talking about the LED packaging. No, we're, we're in there all the time asking why what's going on and all that and that's all so important yeah i know i hear that because i hear people doing that i'm like man i don't think it it, you know it's it's much more than just an an led diode you know and i think a lot of people think it's like ah it's it's all coming from china you know it's all it's like i don't think so i think there's a lot more that goes into it there's a lot more that goes into it so um one of the things that we're all i mean we hear like I was at the Christmas light show and they're talking about how container prices are from 5,000 to 30,000 now or something. I mean, just crazy stuff that's happening in the world supply chain. Let's talk about that for a minute. What, why should we be concerned about it? What is going on and what are you guys doing to help people out? Well, it's all about your lighting for profits, right? And increasing prices and whatnot. And wouldn't we all like to have that crystal ball to see, you know, what's going on and, you know, what can we do to combat certain things and all of that? 
So, um, listen, one of the things that happened to us back in January of uh, 2020, um, well, we'll talk about three major factors. We've got tariffs, we've got electrical com- components, and we've got transportation. All of those three things uh, are major factors that attribute to the increased price that we're going to be faced with in the future. Um, you know, the first thing was uh, uh, tariffs. Uh, January 2020, um, most products coming from China um, uh, received some type of a uh, increased tariff. Lighting products in general, and I'll just say that in general, um, received a 25% tar- additional tariff. That's additional tariff. So if they were already paying 6%, for, so let's just say that, that, brass accent light or whatever and maybe at at first cost it's 10 bucks so they were paying 60 cents on on that in the past now they're paying um 30 was 30 31 percent 31 percent so that's three dollars and 10 cents in tariffs just in tariffs so that's not going to go away there's nothing you can do to control that or or anything like that it's uh, it's here to stay as far as long as the government wants to continue to, you know, collect tariffs on them. Um, so um, then the next thing is uh, electrical components. What's going on in the world with electrical components? Um, so I think a lot of this is COVID-related across the world. Um, as Maybe there were some people that were making the electrical components and some of the raw material of the electrical components um, shut down things because they thought, okay, we, we, we don't have to mine this material. We don't need to do this right. or do that. And totally the opposite happened. People start working from home. What are they doing? They're buying new computers. They're Demand buying- goes through the roof. Oh, and they thought it was going to be the opposite. It yeah. was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. So the next couple of slides, this is from a company called uh, Future Electronics. They're one of the largest distributors of electrical component, uh, components in the world. And you can find all of this on uh, Future uh, Electronics web website. So there's nothing you know secret here or anything. But what this shows is it. This gives a market. Um, this gives a market trend of what's going on on this product and many other products. But you have three things right here. You have um, the trend, uh, what the price is going to be, and what the current lead time is. So the current lead time on some of these components have gone up to fifty-two weeks. You know, how do you plan things out? 52 weeks. And if you don't plan things out now, you're probably going to be behind the eight ball. I mean, all of this is from different types of resistors, the capacitors to uh, integrated chips and all of that. And then it says here, so what's the trend? The trend is either it's going to be flat, they don't see any any difference, or the trend is going to be going up, meaning the lead time is going to be going up from 52 weeks. Um, and then the following thing is price, demand. Um, you know, it's just like everything else, supply and demand, um, you know, is going to uh, raise the prices of these components. And I've seen a lot of these components going up, you know, 30, 50, 
for all of these small little components. So where, let's just say, a particular product had $4.50 worth of electrical components in them at one point, that's gone up to like 9 bucks. So that's at first cost. Then it goes to, you know, the manufacturer. He's got his markup on it and everything. So you've got the cost of the tariffs. Now you got the cost of the look electronics, electrical components, if you can even get them. And then the, fi the final thing is transportation. And um, with the transportation thing, um, it shows here that, um, and, and this is based on the World Container um, Index. You know, at one point, a 40-foot container was running about 1800 bucks, um, And that's not including taxes and and port charges and all that. That was just like raw costs. Um, what it shows here is now uh, how this has climbed up since August of uh, uh, 2019 to today. Uh, well, it shows here 370% higher right now than it was the same week in 2020. This is the 16th consecutive week of increases. So what does that mean? Um so let's just say to ship a product from China to the United States used to cost somewhere around, you know, 91 cents uh, to $4.28 a, a cubic foot. If you, um, if you take that and you, you say, okay, you're not going to fill up a 20 or 40 foot container all the way. Um, let's just say that that's up to, four dollars and 76 cents a cubic foot okay um and i'd like to point out the little thing here about Maersk, who's one of the con largest container um yeah ship lines they earned 5.1 billion dollars in second quarter and expects a um, earnings of 18 to 19 and a half billion dollars nice. for the year. So, yeah, who's these guys have been listening to me, you know, telling raise lighting your price. For, yeah, lighting for profits. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Yeah. My bad. So, anyway, so that is just the let's just say the quoted rate of a product. So, you, you, you have a, a rate with a shipping line, and let's just say it's you know, X amount of dollars. So then you want somebody to put your product on a container? You want us to deliver a container to your factory? Well, uh, the spot quote for that right now, and I think you mentioned it, you know, uh, and according to some of these charts here are, you know, it could be ten, thirteen thousand dollars 13000 So what that means is... Um, you know, a three to five thousand dollar per per container in premiums brings the total cubic foot price to seven dollars and eleven cents. So at one point you're down to what ninety cents. Ninety cents. Now it's over seven. Now it's over seven. So what happens if the container price gets to twenty thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars? That takes it to eleven and sixteen dollars respectively. So what do we? I mean. What are you guys doing about that? And what 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 should do, what should we do as contractors, as lighting professionals? Like, what are we supposed to do? You know, I would just be aware of what's going on in the marketplace. If you can, you know, it's just like the the whole copper wire thing. You know, if uh, uh, 
six, nine months ago, everybody could have bought a year's worth of copper wire and all of that. They wouldn't be screaming about copper wire and what the crazy stuff is there. If you have the opportunity to pre-buy or buy ahead for the remainder of this year or even into next year, it could help your lighting profits, your lighting profitability, although it would be... um, you know, it's going to take a little bit of capital to do so, but in the long run, I think you'll be, you know, you'll be uh, saving that money. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I I'm like a living testament of that. I remember, you know, at first I was just like everyone else. I couldn't afford, I mean, to, to buy more than four rolls of wire at a time. You know what I mean? Sure. But uh, eventually, started raising my price and doing these things that I'm trying to get other people to do. And it was like, wow, we have money. Let's buy a pallet of wire. And literally, just purchasing our wire like that in bulk. Uh, tens of thousands of dollars of savings each year. Sure. Without, that wasn't even raised. I mean, we raised our price to get to that point to have the purchasing power. But honestly, that that was just uh, us using our purchasing power to save us money, you know? And that's money, again, that can be put back and invested into the company and buy better product and 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 uh, do the red carpet, white glove service for your clients. So, you know, what, what I would do is I'd buy ahead as much as I possibly could of those types of items that you know that you're going to need and that you continuously use. Okay. So what are you guys doing? Have you guys bought ahead? Are you guys running into shortages? Are you, you, you're, you're good or like where, where are you at right now? Um, we've bought ahead. Uh, we started at the beginning of the year and we kind of saw what was going on and bought ahead to a lot of the critical components that uh, are out in the market. And so, um, uh, we'll be good for a while. Um, you know, how long do you take this? You know, we're probably good until, uh, uh, the middle of next year. And, and, and talking to the people like future electronics, um, you know, sitting down and, and asking them, what do they see? And it's all about capacity. It's all about building new fab, manufacturing uh, plants that can that can build some of the uh, semiconductor materials or process some of the semiconductor materials. Um, they're uh, saying that they don't see an end to this until 2023. Wow. 2023. Well, we're hoping that guys like you that are in position to get product and make it and everything else are going to help the local lighting professionals out. And yeah, if you guys are listening, if you're watching, uh, I, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to plan for these things. And again, I'm always preaching, raise your price, but start raising your price now just to break even, right. Or break even on what you were already making. So, all right. So normally I cut you off, but we've got more to talk about. So, um, <laughs> I still have to squeeze in my lighting tip of the week. So I want you guys to stick around for that. And I've got a couple more questions that I want to ask uh, Tom about. And uh, we'll do that in just a couple minutes. So stick around. We'll be right back. All right. All right. Such a cool experience to have a live guest in here. Uh, it's It's got me on my toes. I'm telling you. Uh, welcome back to Lighting for Profits. And... Uh, we're, yeah, I've got, I've got, we've got about 10 minutes and, and I want to get to my lighting tip of the week. It's always an important part of the show, I feel like. But before we do that, I want to ask you a couple questions. One, 
what, in your opinion, I mean, the world's going through so much transformation and technology's accelerating and all these things, but what's going to happen to LED lighting? Like, what does the future of LED lighting look like? You know, I would think that, um, you know, LED lighting, uh, the quality of the chips and all that is going to continue to get um, much better, more lumens per watt, be able to take, you know, higher temperatures of heat and all of that. But this this chip shortage right now and what, you know, the, the integrated chip, you know, the state of the status of that is is going to probably slow that down a little bit. People are more concerned about getting the products they have rather than investing and researching a lot of the new stuff. But once they do, I think it's going to be continuously looking at, um, you know, the overall quality of the LED chip, you know, get as um, low of a uh, a binning status as possible with the LEDs so that, um, you know, uh, performing a much, much better uh, performing light. Um, that's where I see it going. Okay, cool. Um, and then I guess uh, I want to give you the opportunity to talk about your podcast. I mean, I, if you were listening at the beginning, I told you how I found out about it, and that was way uh, embarrassing. But, um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's different than my podcast for sure. It's like actually helpful and informational. <laughs> well, when, when so what, what's, it's called Light It Up, right? Right. It's called Light It Up. And we started this uh, more of an educational thing. Um, you know, I've been a member of the American Lighting Association as far as I can think back. And it's always about getting customers, consumers, end users, getting them to know more about the latest technology and all that. And those are the types of things that we cover is the technology. We ask questions uh, of our guests uh, of what's going on. Um, you know, people from Hinkley Lighting. We've had uh, people from the American Lighting Association, uh, various other lighting companies just to let us know kind of what's going on, some of the problems that they've seen. We've interviewed reps and let them know uh, or, or ask them what the status of the uh, the lighting industry out in the field is. So we're a lot different. And I think we, di we dig a lot deeper about some things and uh, have a cup of coffee with you because, you know, it's the type of stuff that you could fall asleep on real easy. I think I joke, I joked to my wife once and I said, yeah, I was listening to this podcast and such and such a subject and I fell asleep. So, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's very informational about, um, some more techie things with lighting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you, you said it well, because it really is, there's such good information in there, but Seriously, yeah, do some pixie sticks, a uh, bunch of Mountain Dews, uh, lattes, all that stuff, and, and then you'll be good to go. Because some of that stuff is hard to get through. It's important. It's just hard to get through. So, sure. Um, all right. And then uh, if people want to learn more about Emory Allen, what's the website? Um, EmoryAllen.com. Makes sense. Uh, check us out on Instagram, uh, Facebook. We're all over the place. Okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, one thing I like about your the size of your company is you guys are still kind of that small, like I'm sure if someone wanted to get a hold of you guys and talk about the pros and cons. In fact, uh, 
right like five minutes before he's on the on the phone with someone that had just emailed him and was answering questions and stuff so um i do i do like that it's not like you're dealing with this huge huge company that's like there was this tom guy how do i get a hold of him like you guys can pretty much get a hold of him if you want to <laughs> yeah we answer uh every phone call email whatever and you can always get a hold of me if uh, if you want all right cool man i'm just not prepared i was gonna have the applause sound <laughs> all right okay thanks tom i really appreciate you coming on and thank you i mean the first guy to fly all the way out here to little old Orem, Utah, to be here live with me in the studio. So thanks for being here live, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, cool. All right, guys. Um, I'm going to just close out. We just got a few minutes left, and I'm going to close out on my lighting tip of the week. So um, I, I don't even know how to phrase the tip of the week, but it's basically this. There's a couple ways to view or to to view a lighting business, in my opinion. There's one from like the design and install standpoint, and then there's like the business side, right? And for me, it's obvious it was it was about business. And that didn't mean that I didn't want to be good at design and install and, and have quality product and stuff like that. But it was just that I just wanted to build a business that could scale without me. Like I, I was, I, I didn't want it have to be me doing everything, right? Something that I could sell or run remotely, just, you know, have an actual business that wasn't like a paid hobby. And if you're a purist in design, then you're probably not listening now. You probably dropped out on episode three or something like that. But if you are listening, then it probably means that you're interested to scale your business at some degree. You know, you may not want to sell it. You may not want to franchise it. That's totally acceptable. But you probably are here because you want to learn techniques, strategies, things that can help you scale your business. And so I guess my tip is this. Learn, learn what things are necessary and cut out the rest. Um, in other words, simplify. You know, simplify your business, and 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 I'm talking every aspect of your business. So, um, you know, I'm talking like design. So, you know, um, there's certain people that might look at a project that I do and be like, well, why didn't you do this and why didn't you do that? And honestly, it might be because. I didn't want to because it was more simple to to not have that, right? So I tried to really simplify the business and just use, you know, spotlights, downlights, path lights, wash lights, mini lights, and then maybe a custom light or two. But it wasn't like I had this catalog and I'm, I'm going to a house and I'm like, what are the 50 different options I can do here? I really tried to simplify not only for myself, but for my install team, for future salespeople as I train them. And so your design... Uh, if you're going to go for lighting designer of the year award, then, you know, turn this off and, and put on, you know, don't listen. But if you're going to go for scale, my business, uh, mode, one of the easiest ways to do is simplify your designs. Again, it doesn't mean that you can't have a badass design. Like our customers loved their designs. Right. Uh, but it does mean that you can start to kind of simplify your design process. Um, it even goes to your sales process. So, um, a lot of people, I mean, this is, this is a major problem. A lot of people overcomplicate their sales process by doing a lot of different things wrong, but they get in there and they've got their spreadsheet with their algorithm and this and that, and trying to figure out their costs so that they can do their multiplier and figure out their price. And then they want to uh, do these uh, renderings and then bring this fixture and show what that would look like and this and that. And sometimes it's three, four meetings and then there's follow-up and everything else. And it's like, wow, that, that, that was a lot, which if you're doing that and you're charging accordingly, then that's fine. But the problem is you're not charging accordingly. Right. And so really simplify the sales process. You know, people want to know, they, they want to know how much the stuff's going to cost, but they want to know about your company. They want to know about you. 
They need to know, like, and trust you. If they know and like and trust you, which is very easy, it's not as complicated as you guys are making it, uh, then they're going to buy from you. They're going to find a way to buy from you, even if you're higher priced, because they know you, they like you, they trust you. So just talk about your company, talk about the install for a minute, talk about the fixtures for a minute, and close the deal. Like, get out of there, right? Um, that's, that's how simple it needs to be for your sales process. And then really your installation process is the same thing. Like you need to invest in better equipment that's going to, uh, work, right. Um, you're even wire, like there's discussion in the, in the Facebook groups about wire. Like I promise you, you're going to be better off paying more for better wire. It takes way less time to separate that wire and strip it than it does the cheaper wire that just doesn't work as good. So Come up with better systems, checklists, easier things to help your design, your sales, your install, that much more efficient, that much more simple. And then finally, simplify your business strategy, okay? Um, and really what you need to do is ask yourself, who, who's your replacement? Like, who is going to replace me? And uh, it's kind of a trick question because it's not just one person. It's a team of like six to seven people. Like right now, I'm probably doing the work too. And by the way, I'm in the process of replacing myself already into my business, but I'm probably doing the work of six to seven people trying to do all this stuff. And we don't do anything really well when we're doing that many different things. So find out who your replacement is going to be. And it's probably going to be six to seven people to replace what you are doing right now. So that is my lighting tip of the week. Simplify, simplify, simplify. And I promise you, uh, you are going to be much more successful Get out of your own, get out of your own head and start to, to do the things that you know you should already be doing. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. So I'm going to, I got your mic back on. Um, thanks for being here, Tom. Thanks for having me. This has been, uh, totally awesome because it's <laughs> the first time ever. It might be the last, um, I already, no, I'll be back here. Okay. Good to know. You know, I called, uh, I called, uh, I called lamps bulbs within the first five seconds. So I didn't know if we were tearing up that contract or what, but. <laughs> I don't know what to call it other than uh, what did Thomas uh, Edison invent? Yeah, the light lamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the light bulb. All right. Well, guys, listen, that was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. I want to thank uh, Tom Garber for being here live with me here in the studio. And I want to thank Emery Allen for your partnership. And uh, guys, go check him out at emeryallen.com. I want to encourage you guys to keep working on your business every single day, every single week, and we'll see you guys next time.